This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. Time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good. Uh, last night concluded the first ever Garage Logic Town Council Live, well, not live. Well, I guess technically it was a live broadcast uh, at Tattersall over there in River Falls, Wisconsin. And you will find this shocking, mm-hmm. and you will not believe me. And mm-hmm. I'm prepared for that. I was asked about you last night. Really? I was. So we had a number of uh, the Garage Logic sponsors that were in attendance. It was really cool to see people that we haven't seen in some time because you know we just we're all busy. Yeah. And uh, I believe his name was. Dan. It was either Dan or Daryl. I cannot remember, but he was a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Came up, introduced himself to me, says, big fan of the show. He says, I love the scramble with you and Mike. Is he here? And I said, oh, actually, he's not here today because yeah. he wanted to meet you. Oh, he, that's he truly, very cool. He truly yeah. wanted to meet you. Well, he, how are you doing, Dan? Yeah. Anyways, oh, or Daryl. Or, or Daryl. <laughs> <So I apologize. laughs> or whatever guy you were at this Well, yeah. it, it was literally because I, I was late getting there because, okay. I know, again, you'll find this shocking. Mm-hmm. So... Kenny's been in studio the last couple of days just because he's he has to come to town here, to yeah. come do the event last yeah. night. And you know, Rook is here and Joe is here. And they're all sitting we're sitting here BSing. And I said, Hey guys, um, I still have about ninety minutes of editing and I have to be on the road by three fifteen yeah. so I can get to River Falls by yeah. four o'clock. And of course, none of that really resonated with them. So sure. I, that's why I was a little bit late getting there because I those guys all took off, and then I still had some stuff to do here. Did at the uh, Joe end up riding with uh, Rookie? He did. Okay. And um, but, I suppose you haven't heard the I show. I haven't heard yet today's show night. yet. Yeah. So it, we went into and I didn't gr- hear last night's show. We went I, into great detail for those of you that are, are subscribers to the town council. We went into great detail. Um, on that, okay. Uh, during the it was it was pretty it was pretty fun. You should so, have put what a, a beautiful secret. space by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. I, so you've been there before. Yep. yep. Out in River Falls. And I did not know. That, Is it River Falls? Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. River Falls. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but a beautiful space. It, you, it was a it's a renovated old Shopco uh, that they that the mm-hmm. that they acquired, and their few food is outstanding. There, there, there were a bunch of people that stuck around and had dinner after yeah, the, the but, smart. So anyway, what a beautiful space! But I did not know you had already been there. So, so you know. if you go, um, it it would have been unbelievable, and you guys couldn't have done this. But if you guys could have put a video camera in Joe's car oh or whoever drove out there, right? And that would have been unbelievable to hear true Joe and Rook. Especially so, if Rook still had gas, because that would have been hilarious. What I mentioned during <laughs> the show yesterday. And I couldn't remember what the occasion was, but Rookie did do a video. And this was when we were still on the radio. And I think it was because we had done so many events around the time when the Super Bowl was here. Mm -hmm. And I think we were doing a live broadcast somewhere. Okay. So I think it was around that time. And Rookie had set up his cell phone, much like you you would set it up on your dashboard for navigation. And he set it up there to record Joe. Oh. Talking to him on the route to wherever they were, okay. wherever we were broadcasting from, and it was hilarious. Radio magic, yeah. Well, and, and we ended up posting it to social media and whatnot, but it played out perfectly because, of course, Rook nailed. Ex- he goes, "Here's what's going to happen. He's going to walk in. He's going to sit down. He's going to look over my dashboard and talk, complain about every light that's on." And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and he goes, "Here comes the mark." 
It was absolutely spot on. So, so to let everybody know, I mean, I, I'm Mike Fratelloni, and you're Chris hi, Reavers, hi. and you produce the Garage Logic, the world famous Garage Logic podcast. Yes, sir. And so you're, when we're talking about rookie, he's a character on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a character, yep. and he's a man on the podcast, and Joe Souchere and Johnny and Kenny and all these guys. But I, because sometimes I think people have no idea what we're talking about. If they're listening to us and they don't know GL, that's a good point, right? You're, so it's, I think it's always to, good to reintroduce to the audience a uh, reference point. Yes, yes, you know, I, I, I listen to another uh, podcast about cigars, you do. and they, they yes. do a little bio every time they start. Oh, and I, I don't know if that's not a bad idea. And then I was thinking about writing right. a bio for you. And then I would write one for you. Yes, and and, and then we could share idea. our bios each time. Maybe write one sentence that we like about each other. Each show start. That's getting kind of. F- What's what's the word? I almost used a bad word. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't uh, hey, mind by the idea. way, uh, yeah. Sushere swore on the podcast the other day. Yes, he did. Did anyone else notice? I did. Okay, I heard you say "Oh boy!" Like and, after that, and I said, "Once we were done, I said, do you want me to leave that in?" And he said, "Yes." Okay. And I went, "Okay." So he's breaking the third wall of swearing. Is well, what it is. I think. His, it's not even really a rule, but I think his philosophy on that has it's always 100% been a rule. Well, his philosophy has always been walk the edge because once um, you start going, and I don't want to name names, but once you start going down that roll every mm-hmm. other sentence, yeah. it loses its effect. It, it is really funny because there's a very famous morning show in this market, <laughs> and they have a pretty big <laughs> podcast, right? right? And they swear. A ton. Yep. And I am not a prude. I'm a swearer. I, I have a very basic elementary vocabulary. I'm a swearer. Yep. I, it's, it's poor of me. But to hear people that never do that do that, it throws everything off. It, the, the whole perception of who the person is right. is thrown off. So I, I kind of like the fact, I mean, the, his two swear words that he said. Very inconsequential to me. Right, right. But I was like, it was like a kid. I was like in seventh grade going, oh, Mr. Sushere just like, swore. It's almost like when you see your teacher. Yeah, out outside of the like, school, like, this this yeah. isn't right. You also work at Costco. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, so speaking of Joe, he did provide me a homework assignment okay. directed at you. Mm, a list so of stuff. Okay. Earlier today, we had a story in which the city of Saint, uh, sorry, an activist group is uh, coming forward to the city of Minneapolis, and it's uh, oh, what was the name of the group? The name of the group is called. Keep our streets safe, Minneapolis, or something. Makes like that. sense, right? It's, we all we all improve of that, right? But their um, objective is that they now want the city to take care of everyone's sidewalk in the city of Minneapolis oh. because it's really too much of a hassle sure, to ask a sure, homeowner yeah. to shovel what twenty feet of mm-hmm, sidewalk. Mm-hmm. That's just too much to sure, ask. Yeah. Um, so they want the city to be doing that for the entire. Anyway, so Joe's question for you is going to be, at what point will programs like this affect the likes of Fratelloni's hardware? Mm. Meaning that, well, you lose how many taxpayers that are now not going to need to go buy a shovel or whatever. Although I would still think that people would still buy shovels. But yeah. he was wondering if that would have an impact, I guess. Well, you know, if, if city runs the way city runs, everyone will still have to do things the exact same way. Right. Because you're going to get home. And your sidewalk's still not going to be shoveled. What what I always find fascinating is when President Biden was talking about adding 80,000 new IRS agents. Companies can't hire eight people. How are we going to get 80,000 IRS agents? (laughs) Do you think the city of Minneapolis is going to find 700 people that are wanting to go, 
you know, right. uh, shovel sidewalks in winter. Oh, and by the way, although it might be the world's best job because they'll keep them working during the summer, which they won't have to shovel sidewalks during the summer. So it'll be a full-time job for them that they really don't have to work. They'll only have to work like six, seven days a year. Well, and if you're a city-employed sidewalk shoveler, mm-hmm. you ain't out there with a, a shovel that shovel. you bought at Fred yeah, yeah. You're probably going to be in some type of machinery, right? You would think. Right? That's a very tough task because I actually believe the cities do a pretty good job. It's very, very difficult to plow around 50 cars parked on the side of the road. Right? I mean, it's. I, I do see when you move to the suburbs, they do a great job, but they don't have street parking, right? The, the the There's not sidewalks. There's not people blowing the sidewalk into the street and then 20 cars on the So, I mean, I, I, I'm giving them respect. I think it's a tough job, dangerous job, a job I sure wouldn't want to do. How would you right. like to say, hey, Reavers, 9 o'clock at night, you go kiss your wife, good night, and you're going to work till 9 o'clock the next morning? I, You know, I, I that's not a job I would sign up for. I, I will grant you that. Um, but I just think once we once this door is opened, not, mm-hmm. now, I, I'm just so tired of this I can't be bothered mentality with life. Yeah. Where I shouldn't be expected to blank. I shouldn't be expected to. Well, this is your house. Who, Don't you I'm, have if, any civic pride whatsoever? Remind me of the Minneapolis council person. Was it Lisa Bender? No. Yes, yes. Well, it was Lisa Who Bender. Who did not shovel her <laughs> sidewalk and then got a citation. And kept getting fines for yes. it. And I thought, huh. So maybe she's the one. In a past life, you know, last time she was a council person, because I don't think she's a council person anymore. She's in Duluth now. She's in Duluth now, yes. Uh, Maybe she was the one saying, you know what? We should just have the city do this. Because she didn't want to do it. Another layer of these people are just completely okay with government involved in every aspect. Why don't they mow your yard then, too? So we can keep people. That's exactly what Joe said. Right? I mean, why why not? But then they're not going to do those nice stripes. They're not going to do the back and forth. You know, one thing I disagreed with your show on the other day. Oh, okay. And and I don't often disagree with Joe, but they were talking about um, racial equity in trees. Oh, yeah. And I think if Joe lived in Frogtown, for example, and they came through and cut down every tree because they all had Dutch elm. I would be a little pissed if trees weren't planted instantaneously back in front my front yard. Hmm. And they weren't, right? So, for example, I lived in St. Paul. They cut down one of my trees, this big, beautiful tree. I called them up and said, hey, what's going to happen now that you took it down? And they said, uh, you're scheduled again to be planted in 2025. And I said, wait, four years later? They said, well, we cut them down and then we cycle through. And I think there is something to that. I think it's... If you had, and then you read the story about surveillance being done and people were, you know, in tougher areas, they want less tree canopy so you can see the streets. I thought, that's not good. That, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. I think the city, if they take down a tree, they should put a tree right back up. I, I, I don't remember this story. Why, why, why did they remove the tree in the first just, place? If, if something's wrong with the tree, they have to just prune or, or cull the trees, right? If they have Dutch elm or emerald ash borer, they have to get rid of trees. But then they go ahead and they should plant them that same year or very quick in the same year. But in some areas of St. Paul, they cut down trees and then they didn't come back, right? Okay. They didn't come back to plant the trees. C- color me naive. That's fine. But why is that the city's responsibility? Because they, they took down, a tree down the trees. In your yard. They cut down, well, because it's the, it's the boulevard trees, Right, so it's the tree, this, oh, the, the you know, see. you know, that okay. beautiful canopy. Yep, so yep. then I'm driving through my beautiful neighborhood in St. Paul, right, gotcha. that has these canopies, and I'm thinking, huh, why do I have canopies on my block? And then I drive, uh, you know, south, I go over to Hamlin University, and there's a bunch of roads with no canopy trees, and I think, what's going on? Right. And it's not the, and I think it's a, 
it must be some kind of hey this area is is getting the trees we we they the the community that lives in the area that I lived in said hey get me a tree okay like you know in fact what I did is I hired a tree company to come out and plant a new tree at my house because I didn't want to wait right well, and no. it was yeah you want this done yeah I, I want a tree because I want to have it start growing I didn't want to wait for, I, it was going to be four years till a tree came in okay and don't quote me on the exact timing. I probably right. Won't. I'm not exactly right on this, but I think there's something to that. I think there's some when you're driving through a a, a depleted neighborhood with mm-hmm. a little bit of blight. Yeah. they don't have big beautiful trees. That's a good point. And and I think the people in that neighborhood would want big beautiful trees. Wouldn't they want their properties to look great too? But the problem though is in a lot of those areas, there's not much. Uh, there, there's a sidewalk. There's a boulevard. But but grass. There's is there really that much space to grow the tree? I, I, if they took one out, there's one to that that mm-hmm. wherever they took it out, there's okay. one to put it back, right? And I just think everyone should have a nice tree for equity. You know how for years now I have always said that there are just a couple of people that get excited when days like what was it on Tuesday when we get you know a, a half a foot to ten inches of snow mm-hmm. on the ground. It's Mike Fratelloni. Yep. It's now Mike Schoonover. Oh, yeah. Mike Schoonover loves that kind of weather. And there's someone else that's now excited for that. Oh. Oh. Our buddy Dave. Slushbusters. The Slushbuster. And Dave Pounds is the inventor of the Slushbuster. It was invented right here in Burnsville, Minnesota, because Dave got tired of the corrosive slush that was rusting his cars and damaging the garage floor. And the old broomstick and boot that was used to remove the slush, that just wasn't cutting it anymore. The Slush Buster is designed and assembled right here in Rogers, Minnesota, and it's the only device in the market that is specially designed to remove that slush. It will greatly reduce the slush that damages your vehicle and garage floor. You can learn more and order yours today at slushbuster.us. That's slushbuster.us. It's also available online at Amazon. But just go into one of your 20 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store locations, and they will take care of you. And guess who did that very thing, Mr. Fratelloni? Who did? Mark sent me an email. Really? Are you ready? Yep. Hey, Chris. Stopped at the Fratelloni's Hardware Store in Eden Prairie Wednesday afternoon to get my slush buster. I was immediately met by a friendly employee who had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> They're perfect. He went to automotive, and I went to the shovel aisle. We couldn't find it. Then... I turned around, and they were right there on the end cap. Oh, perfect. It works well. I'm going to enjoy this brand new tool. Thank you for the heads up, Mark. So a, a little point, a couple yep. points. Incredible Christmas gift yes. for the person who literally has everything. Now they will truly have everything, Yes. right? Yes. So the guy that has all the tools. But if you're going to go to Fratelloni's or Robbinsdale Ace, we don't own Robbinsdale Ace, but I know they have them at Robbinsdale Ace, yep. call ahead because these have been on fire. It is unbelievable how well they're selling oh cool yeah so call ahead because we're kind of like we're transferring them from other stores and getting more in and so nice. they're in our logistics set when you start new on a fresh product like this you don't know if it's going to sell you have no idea you have no idea right. so yep. you know we ordered like 22 stores worth times five that's a lot of units and then boom stores out i'm like wait <laughs> what, what just uh, okay. happened <laughs> that, and that was before the snow so i haven't checked on uh slush buster sales yet today so can i tell you how yeah. big of a nerd i am yeah. with this thing so we got the snow, what, Tuesday. So my bride gets up early for work every morning. She's usually out the door by 5.30 to quarter to 6 every morning. She's got to right? go make you some money. She's got to go make the bread. Yeah. <laughs> and so when she gets up, it's the old kiss goodbye, all right, mm-hmm. see you, let, love you too. And then she heads out. And what I normally do, especially this time of the year, is I'll pull 
my vehicle inside the garage so that way it's warm for when I have to take the boys okay. to, to school in the morning, right? Well, I pull in, shut the garage door, and my garage is heated. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah. I'm going to slush it's bust time. some stuff. Nice. It's not even 6 a.m. And I'm in there, yeah. and I'm doing that. I'm like, this is so freaking cool. And then, of course, I went, uh-oh. <laughs> and my entire yeah. garage floor. You need a good squeegee but then to no, get that, out. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. So then when I took the boys to school, I came back. And by the time I had come back, basically everything had melted. So then I squeegeed everything out of my garage Couple door. Couple problems with your story. I'm a nerd. No. One, do you actually wake up your wife and do you say goodbye? Or does she say goodbye to you before she leaves? Yes. Good for you. Because when I leave in the morning and if my wife's not awake, I try to be as quiet as possible because I don't want the dog to get up because then that means I have to take out the dog. Ah. So I try to be as quiet as possible. I don't say a word to her. I don't even know, to tell you the truth, if she knows whether I'm there or not. <laughs> Anyways. So I never say a word. And two, you live in one of those big mega mansion houses in those oh, southern no suburbs. Yeah, no question. You have to have more than one car spot in your garage. Oh, I, I have a three-car garage. And what do you, you got a bunch of crap in there? You got grills and kids' toys and stuff, so you have yeah. to park? Are you kidding me? We have a three-car garage and, and room. Well, honestly, I... Is you're if, an organized guy? I am very organized, but I... If, if it wasn't for her, yeah. if it, it, like, let's just say... I live there by myself. Yeah. I probably wouldn't park in the garage because I like the space. Okay. But so the one spot is where she parks because she absolutely hates the winter. Yeah, if she had never met me, early she would live in California sure. or Florida. There's yeah. no question about it. Um, but so w- w- the other spot is basically the area where all of our stuff is. Uh, it's a very okay. organized section. Okay. It's not a disaster by oh, any yeah. means, but... It's just that's where all of our stuff is. And then when you're hanging out in the garage, it gives you some space. Correct. Okay, I get it now. That makes more sense. Because those were two stories that I thought weren't congruent. They didn't make sense that you're kissing your wife every morning. That seems impossible. (laughs) It seems impossible, right? Right. At no point in time, if my wife left before me, would she go give me a smooch on the lips and say, see ya. She's a loving woman. She just wouldn't care to kiss my lips. No, probably. Um, <laughs> she hates me. So she speak, hates me so much. Speaking <laughs> of that, yeah, kissing um, my lips. Okay. I don't know which one, which story I want to transition to from that because I should be probably pretty careful here. Are you aware of the Good Morning America controversy? Mm-mm. Not, not at all. And you're not. You're, well, you're kind of a pop culture guy. But to a certain extent. Is this the guy who's now dating the girl? Yes. Okay, I know. I vaguely know a little bit about and it. I, normally, I couldn't possibly mm, care less yeah. about stories like this. In fact, at a time I worked at a radio station that would have been all over stuff like this, I would pretty much roll my eyes because I don't care. Yeah. But I found it fascinating only because of the reaction from the network itself. Oh, what'd they say? Well, okay, so for those that aren't familiar, uh, Good Morning America is a show that's it's ABC, right? Aren't they an ABC yeah. station? It's the one that's called Good Morning America. Thank you. <laughs> um Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are anchors on the Good Morning America mm-hmm. crew because there's about 73 people that are on all of these talk, national talking head shows. Well, apparently, they uh, began a romantic affair back in March. Okay. And I thought I read online somewhere that they were training for the New York City Marathon together. Oh. And then that's what kind of sparked the relationship. Yeah. The only issue was they were both married to other people at sure. the time. And then, so anyway, well, when this bombshell, mm-hmm. when it first broke a couple of days ago, Good Morning America pulled them off the oh, air. Oh, okay. 
But then today they were back on the air. Yeah. To which I'm thinking, okay, hold up. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. Something's not right mm-hmm. here. If you were so offended, or or maybe that was just mm. company policy, I have no idea. But I just thought that part of it, the reaction from the network, I thought was, yeah, was what the do most you do? interesting part. What do you do if you're, you're like, cause let's pretend they're top talented people. Sure. Right? And you're like, uh-oh. And, and maybe someone knew that they were inappropriately kind of around each other. So you had an idea, but you didn't know for sure. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I read something Again, I, this is not goss, gossip, and it's not gold that I'm giving you. But he was telling his wife, the gentleman was saying, I'm not a very good guy. You should probably divorce me. Like, he was prepping her for this news to come out, like trying to get him, get her to leave him. And I thought, oh, you crafty little guy to do that. So, um, yeah, they're a good-looking couple. Good for them. They're runners. Yeah. Right? Sure. I mean, you're getting all hot, sweaty, running together, and it just kind of moves to the next level. I was, what was I doing? I was talking to my wife, and she was talking about someone she knows went to somebody, some guy's house, and it was this, this kind of convoluted story. And I said to her, I would never do that. Hmm. I would, it was kind of like me going to her best friend's house without her. I said, that's, it's never going to happen. Oh, like, gotcha. like yeah, I yeah, would yeah, never yeah, go yeah. to my wife's best friend's house without her. No. Like to go out and hang out and party. Like, and I'm like, no, nope, that's ne- never would happen. No. I just won't do it. it. It just is nothing. And I like her friend. I, I sure. Right. I, it's she, just, it's just one of those things you just don't do. You just don't do. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you have girlfriends. I'm like, I do. Name, name one. Name one that I would, and I, w- I would never like go out with a, a gal just to have lunch and just say to my wife, yeah, no, I, Jenny and I went out. Well, the, never would happen. The other part of this, the, the, the female host, uh, she's Robach, is that she's, she was, I guess, married to the guy from Melrose Place. Did you watch the show? Uh, I did. Which one? Which uh, guy? What was his name? Andrew Shue. Andrew Shue. Oh. You, uh, if you saw his face, you'd okay, recognize yeah, him yes, in a second. Yep. And that's the other part of that. Well, that's kind of interesting. That yeah. She, she had Melrose Place money, and now she's going to this other guy. Wow. Remember, remember Melrose Place? Yeah. and yeah, That yeah. was like the first, because it came out when I was, I think I was a teenager when it first came out. And that was the, oh, man. I man. Hope, this is going to be a great is, episode tonight. This you is, know? Yeah, this is amazing. Remember when shows came out once a week? We had to wait, and we'd have the the, the yeah. tension would build oh, yeah. over what's going to happen. Because what's her name? Crazy Pants was on that show. Uh, Sarah, uh, I almost said Sarah McLaughlin. No, what the heck's her name? T.J. Hooker. Why can't I think of her name? I, I don't know. Heather Lockyer. Heather Lockyer. Heather yeah, Lockyer wasn't Sarah, was on yeah, that show. Yeah. Not Sarah McLaughlin. No, Heather Lockyer. No. She's not doing a thing for <laughs> dying dogs. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, well God, I, uh, we're really going deep. We yeah. reminisce about some good stuff. And I completely and derailed some... the show, so I apologize for that. Didn't you have? Don't you have a nickname for that now? What for de- derailing the show? Didn't you get one from yeah, the staff? At people hate me, so they give me nicknames all the time. I thought it was the staff that did it. No, it was an <laughs> the emailer. People that knew you the best. I think it was oh. the emailer. Okay. Well, Joe wanted me to play the car crash sounder, and oh, uh, now I remember what I was going to ask you. <laughs> so. I spent a couple of days in the great state of Florida over the Thanksgiving week. Please tell me you flew down there. I did. Okay, yeah, thank goodness. I, I was like, I what is going on? Okay. So, and I, I'm only bringing this up because I know that you have a personal connection mm-hmm. to the state of Florida. Yes. And you love it there. I do. And I, it's, been, it's been a while since I've been to Florida. Been a couple of years. Okay. And I did a little bit of driving, not... Reaver style driving, but sure. just a tiny bit of driving. And there were two things that stood out to me. Number one, you cannot drive. And this was in the Orlando, 
Tampa area okay. for the most part. You cannot drive for five seconds without seeing some type of residential construction. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a condominium building, uh, a, a nice gigantic housing development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding when I say you are not on a highway or a freeway for five minutes without seeing yeah, another and, one. And that's in, in the middle of the state, right? That's not even talking about Correct. the stuff on the ocean. Right and this now. isn't, you know, right. uh, uh, repairing from hurricane damage. No, this, this is, is just new completely construction. Completely brand new construction yeah. to the point where I did go to the Tampa Bay Lightning game uh, a week ago last Tuesday. So the t- Tuesday night Tampa was playing, I think it was Boston. And I thought, huh, I'll see if I can find a cheap ticket because mm-hmm. I just went by myself because that's just what I do. Um, okay, you went to the game by yourself or to Florida by yourself? No, to the to the game by myself. Okay, did you bring your family? To yeah, Florida? yeah, it was, okay. it was, it was yeah, okay. great. All right, just making sure. Um, right. So I went to the game and and the and I had never been to the Tampa Bay Arena before, but it's, it's in downtown. It's in, in mm. a neat little area, and there was another where I had parked. It was very and I parked a little bit from the arena, but where I had parked was next to one of these uh, de- uh, condo developments. Okay, in, in which the framework was. Was up, I would say it was probably a 15 story building, mm-hmm. 15, 20 story building. And I would say it was probably 60% complete. Okay. And I was just BSing with the guy that was I was giving the money to to pay for parking. I said, wow, they're building a lot of. He goes, oh, they're, it's, it's crazy. He said, see this here? I go, yeah. He goes, this all of these are already sold. I go, what? <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll go, how many units is it? He goes, I don't know, probably a couple, maybe a thousand. I have no um, idea. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, that's insane. And they all start at eight ninety nine plus. Are they you know? really? I mean, they're crazy expensive. Wow. Right? Everything's crazy expensive down there. But, but that was just, I found that shocking that you literally can't drive five minutes without seeing some type of construction. Well, maybe if they're before. rentals, they probably, do you think they do the same thing that like St. Paul does where they won't let the developer increase the rent more than a few percent? Because that seems super smart to do. Because that seemed like super smart. I mean, they'll let, let new developers do it, right? Because they want new development. But Anybody that owned a building before, you can't do that on right. your old building. Just just the new people that are still funneling money to you. Well, and that's why it's let's not you know <laughs> skirt around the issue. Yeah. The reason people are flooding to Florida is because of government. Yeah, freedom. Yeah, and they're, that's they're exactly. And you you can tell the difference. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's noticeable when you're there. I'm trying to figure out what the next Florida is because Florida I thought sometimes, it might be Arizona, but I, that's uh, obviously no, it's not, not going to be happen. Arizona. No. And so Florida gets very busy where all of a sudden you realize like I don't want to be on this road anymore I'm not doing this traffic gets insanely busy yeah and it just becomes this isn't that fun right and so now I'm trying to find what the next Florida would be where's the next spot and I don't want to go to like Tallahassee Florida like I want to be in someplace warm I don't know I don't know if there's any place like that and I don't. I don't know where it would be. Maybe maybe listeners have a good idea. That's and it doesn't point. need to be incredibly hot. But I also don't want snow on January third. Right. That's right. And and sometimes you know Alabama gets snow. Well, and even when so uh, it was leaving here, it was the daytime high. I think was going to be fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then you get to where the day and it, uh, it was raining, but it was still sixty something. And you're thinking, oh yeah, this is why they do yeah. that here. Yeah. yeah, I can get. I, I get that different. now. And oh wow, it smells uh, moist and fresh and green. There's green everywhere instead <laughs> right. of brown. Although but I, but that, I don't mind. I don't mind the fact that I don't have to worry about a crocodile ending up in my backyard. That I'm cool. Yeah, with. that's true. But this uh, white gold that we had. Is it alligators uh, or crocodiles? Alligator, alligators. Alligators. Okay. Um, this this uh, white gold that we had on Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm just sitting in my office, just staring at it. 
just staring at it because we know we just are going to get busy. People have to buy a smelt. They just have to buy shovels. And, you know, and we, we do a really good job staying in that stuff, like maybe better than just about anybody in the sure. Twin Cities. Yep. And it was, I, I, I just said to myself, I really, really enjoy the snow. I really enjoy the snow. I just don't like the cold anymore. Right. I've become that guy who doesn't warm up anymore. But the snow, I think, is beautiful. And I think I don't mind shoveling and I don't mind plowing the stuff around and doing stuff outside. And it looks pretty for a while. It's the cold. If you could just go out of town from like December 26th till April 1st. Right. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. I think that would be a really nice run just to be out of town for that. time. And the thing that I'm as I'm getting older, too. The cold, I'm. It's starting to bug me a little bit, but honestly, the, and it's my own fault, and I get that. The thing I hate the most about, like for instance, on Tuesday, is how freaking long now it takes to get from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah. And again, I chose my commute. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, so I, I get that. That's my own. That's my own personal choice. But then, even just to drive to the grocery store and get back, it's like. This shouldn't take me yeah. 20 freaking minutes just to get to the grocery store. It's a, it's four miles away. Let's go here. And yeah, let's go. <laughs> and traffic's not even bad in Chanhassen or Jordan. No, it's right? it's typically but not. But you do have a long run to go. Yeah. It's it's just a long run. Well, it's different. It's beautiful. We have to just accept that in Minnesota. We get the seasons. We do. And and I am not a wilting wallflower. I can handle Oh, no, you're right? hardy. I did have some people come in for work today from a, a different town, right? They came in from Memphis. Oh. And so it's a couple of Southern boys are really, really great guys. And they looked like they were ready to fight the <laughs> abominable snowman. <laughs> they haven't got their boots on and their jackets. And they're like, it's cold up here. I'm like, well, it's sunny and 30. I mean, people might have the convertible top down if the streets were clean. Uh, John had sent me an email. This, I believe, was last week, but we were out because of the Thanksgiving week, so we did not do a show. Did you do anything special, anything fun for Thanksgiving? I, I did. My sister guy? had a beautiful Thanksgiving at her home. Oh, that's right. You had yeah. discussed that. And we the... live like two miles away from each other. Beautiful. So I didn't have to go anywhere. And then we were supposed to go to my in-laws afterwards, and we called up and said, hey, it's getting a little late. And they're like, we're already in our pajamas. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so we just, went, we just went right home, and I just relaxed. It was perfect. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but John sent the, I, this might not even be the latest uh, on the saga that you are infatuated with, but I figured you had some thoughts mm-hmm. on what is currently the latest drama involving Elon Musk, oh. Twitter, the government, and everything else. Is there anything you're willing to share with the likes of John who desperately want your opinion well, on man, the matter? Well, man, I don't know. What, what do you think about the deplatforming of Twitter? Right, I where, think where that the, the Apple, uh, if people don't know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Reavers. Go ahead. No, people don't please, know. Please. Uh, Apple said, you know, we have to really look in to see if Twitter should be in our app store anymore because they could be dangerous. It's like you allow Chinese TikTok, which is no, I mean, the FBI is saying no one should use TikTok. The, you know, the FBI is saying that. And it, it absolutely goes against the bylaws of Apple's app store bylaws. They won't take down TikTok, but they're threatening to take down Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I love what Musk said. He said, that's fine. I'll build my own phone. And my mind said, do it and do it fast. And I will buy that phone from you instantly. I would buy, I would switch out of the current phone that I have, which I love. The product is great. Elon can make a great phone too. If he can make a Tesla, he can make a cell phone. He'll probably hire Apple's what third in command, Dad, second in whatever. What do you, all you hey, need to what do? You, what are you gonna need? Okay, you come over here and let's do it. And I'll just build my own damn and, cell phone. And I think and and I wish that he'd just say, you know what? If you keep 
threatening me, I'm going to have to build my own cell phone. In fact, that's pretty smart that I just go ahead and do it now. And then all he has to do is take 7% of Apple away and have Apple say, well, that was dumb. We should have maybe not threatened somebody for just offering more free speech, right? I get that everybody doesn't love the speech that's happening on there, but it's more free speech instead of less. And the, the, the issues that I continue to have with this just entire saga is it becomes such a game that these people have decided that they're going to take themselves so seriously and mm. we're going to we're going to be the ones that are going to stand up for what we think is going to be right for the public. Well, a you don't give a damn about me yeah, yeah. and you don't give a damn about you just give a damn about covering your own ass mm. and you give a damn about the people that are in the have the interest of covering your ass because you don't care about the likes of me and the free and the free public. So Quit with that nonsense right now. I thought it was pretty impressive when, I think it was CBS, that said, hey, we are going to uh, step off of Twitter for security purposes. Uh And I thought, wow, okay, that was putting your money where your mouth is, because that's going to cost you a lot. And then 16 hours later, (laughs) they said, "Uh uh-oh. We have had no clicks on our stories, and uh, you know it. They saw the ramifications of doing that and jumped right back on. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoo! It's it's a very very interesting thing what this guy can do. Elizabeth Warren had a quote today where she said, "No one man, or this was the last couple of days, yep. no one man should be able to control." you know, what we're doing in the world with his voice. And it's like, no, that's not what he's doing. He's offering more free speech. Everyone should be happy about that. Everyone should be happy about that. And, of course, just because that one man isn't Joe Biden, she has a problem with it. Well, right? and that's, that's the whole disingenuous mm-hmm. nature of this entire topic is it's, who are you kidding? Yeah. And I mean, I get it. They're just hoping that they, they probably don't even see their own irony. Is the problem. Yeah, I, I truly believe they yeah. think that they're being completely honest, right? I, right? I don't think they're all being manipulative. I don't. Both sides. Mm-hmm. Both sides. I think people believe, I think in today's world, people really deeply, deeply believe. That's what they say about politics is, you know, you always know that your side, you have your opinion and they have their opinion. And you think your opinion is 100% right. Yep. And they, too, think their opinion is 100% right. Not many things happen like that. You and I can argue about the Packers and the Vikings. <laughs> and I can think, oh, the Packers are great. But I still know that the Viking, you know what I mean? It's yes. There's still some, I can see his point on that. Aaron Rodgers is great, whatever it is. Although Aaron Rodgers is no longer great. It's funny to watch him, you know, just completely fall off the you know what it was right what the very first play of the very first game when he threw that like 50 yard against the vikings beautiful pass and that doorknob rookie dropped it and you could see him just look like i'm done i'm done (laughs) give me my money i'm done that's what if i were him that's exactly what i would have done right and what do you think of there i don't know much about is it love there jordan uh, love jordan not a bad player no he came in and basically mop up time to a certain extent, yeah, but, but he, he performed well. He looked well. crisp, and he looked like to he the point could where be a replacement. I think he was interviewed. I'm talking about Rogers now, and, and he said, "Oh, I, I want to be out there and help." And I'm thinking, bro, you might want to hang back here a little bit because these guys probably want him to play. Plus, you're out of it anyway. Yeah, why not sit on the sidelines, collect your check? He's got to be done. He's got to be done for sure with the Packers this year. And right? you're beat up. You're you beat up. You're punctured lung. You look like you might be a meth addict. He does look off. He looks tough. He does look. It's awful. something about his his kind of eyes look a little beady. It's like, yeah. Ugh, I wonder what happened to him. I have my brother in law is a big Packers fan. In fact, he um, he he painted his garage floor this green and yellow, and you know this Packer color thing. And I thought, Ugh, 
resale value. This house just went to nothing. <laughs> Looks really cool. He's got some big stuff in there. But he said, this is w- the worst. Oh, this is the worst. I forgot to share one of the things in, in traveling. You see, you always make fun of me. And you're not alone mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of people in, in, in my inner circle, you being one of them, that do like to make fun of me because of my choice of travel. Sure. Which is I would 10 out of 10 times prefer to drive. Don't care. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I like to travel. Case in point. Um, I was at the Orlando airport. It's a big one. On Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, oops. Again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that you going down or coming home? I was coming back home. Okay. I was coming back home on Wednesday. And um, I knew that it was going to be a busy travel day. <laughs> Because you think it's the freaking Wednesday sure. before Thanksgiving. The big, busiest travel day. So I was prepared. Uh, mm-hmm. I had assembled everything together. Mm-hmm. I had dropped off the rental car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gathered things. Yep. And shuttle was ready to transport to the airport. Not a problem. Not a problem. The only thing I did do was the Tampa Bay Lightning hat I had purchased at the game. I left on the console of the rental car. Uh, but that's my problem. Oops. Yeah. But you know, you're. You're just, it's, it's, it's all good. So now the person at XYZ Rental Car Company yep. gets a new hat. New hat. Well, that's yeah. all good. My Paying kid. it forward. <laughs> exactly. So get there, get everything ready, get everybody checked in, get your get your boarding passes, and we're ready to go. We're in security. And I knew security was going to be a pain in the mm-hmm. ass. Here's why I freaking hate flying. I'm not scared of flying. Mm-hmm. That's fine get to go to a nice warm place it's great here is why i absolutely hate flying you're in security and in front of you you got this guy and this gal Mm. where i'm gonna guess late 20s early 30s okay here's why the age is important so we get up to the conveyor Got to put all your stuff in. Yep, yep. And there's the very patient TSA person reminding everyone. It's basically almost as if this TSA person is on a recorded yep. continuous loop. They know the thing. Make sure your laptops and any electronic devices are outside of your backpack and in a separate bin. Not difficult. Clear as day. So, first of all, you got to take your shoes off. Okay, mm-hmm. that the, your shoes got to go in a thing. That's fine. And then... This couple has the bag, their carry-on bag, mm-hmm. okay? Then they have the backpack that they're bringing, and then they have another bag that they're bringing, and then they have the big, giant steamer trunk that they're going to bring. I'm oh, thinking, no, 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 no. Oh. Check this crap. Check some of that. Yeah. To the point where the piece of luggage they were trying to, quote-unquote, carry-on wasn't fitting through the damn x-ray machine. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, bro, yeah. there's 700 yeah, people in line, and it's on. being held up because you're a dumbass. Yeah. And this is what... So to the point where the woman behind me who was traveling by herself trying to get home, she said, I'm going to miss my... You know, I started yeah. to just yeah. converse with her because mm-hmm. we were all laughing at this idiot. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to miss... Because we were literally in line for over two hours, the security no. line. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Oh no! Well, maybe like an hour and a half. Okay, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, but it was mind, it yeah. was bad. It was oh. to the point where she said, "I'm going to miss my flight." So I gladly person. let her go ahead of me because yeah. she she literally had a backpack. Yeah. I said, "Get you can go ahead of us. That's fine. We got we got plenty of time." And I thought, 
I hate being at the mercy of other people, especially when other people are stupid. Well, there are some things that you can do to improve your speed. You could become TSA pre-check. But I don't right? fly enough to do that. I know, but you can do it. You can do, I mean, there are some things you can do to speed things up. Because isn't it a couple hundred bucks a year? Uh, it depends on how you get it. I, I don't think it's that expensive. Oh, but okay. depending on what credit card you have, you can get it free and, and so oh, on. Oh, I didn't there's, know that. Yeah, there's okay. some ways around it. So I have this app called Flighty on my phone and it gives you all of the information it tells you where the plane that the exact plane you're flying is coming in from four flights ahead of time like two wow. days before it's in guam and That'd then it goes cool it is so cool so i'm watching what's my it, daughter come flighty. flighty and i'm watching my daughter come home from miami the other day i, I wonder if apple's gonna kick them kick off them off astro. yeah for free for free flight <laughs> speech and so um, I had to pick her up because we had her her volleyball banquet at Digidio's in St. Paul. Nice. So I was picking her up at 5 o'clock, and then the banquet started at 6. And I wanted to make sure. So I'm watching her plane come in, and you see the little, you know, like when you're on the plane, you see where the plane is on yeah. the earth. Well, you can go all the way down where it looks like it's going 500 miles per hour across the land. I mean, it's really, really cool. Wow. So I said, okay, honey, they're just about to land. I'm telling my wife they're just about to land. And all of a sudden, I, I see it land, and then I was like, oh, they must have, like, something's wrong because you kind of see it angle. and Oh, that would give me an anxiety Yeah, attack. and I'm like, well, that's weird. So I get a text from her instantaneously, and she goes, I don't know if we've just been hijacked, but we touched the ground and took right back off. <gasps> and I could see it on my app. Did she seriously think that they had been hijacked? She didn't know, right? She's young, right? Oh. She didn't know. And I said, oh, honey, that's just called a touch and go. The or, you know, I think it's called touch and go. The pilot will tell you what happened in a fraction of a second. Just wait. And sure enough, right then, he hops on and says, there was some traffic, uh, We, you know, some uh, unexplained traffic on the uh, uh, the landing strip, so we had to pull up. And, and, you know, so it was nothing. It was a pretty common thing to have happen. Not common, common, but... It, it's happened to me before. It can it's happen. It's not rare. It's not rare. Yeah. It's it's not it, it's not meaning something totally horrible is happening, but it does mean that something was on the runway that you know maybe another plane crossed or something. And she, it was just so weird that on that app, I could see the plane not necessarily touch down, but it looks like it's slowing down, and all of a sudden, wait, why is it climbing? And oh, it did a touch and go. And the app, you could see it, and then it said, you know, it was going to be eleven minutes early. Then. Six minutes early, five minutes early, and it's telling me exactly how they're coming back around. It is so cool. The moment she officially um, landed, my thing says, oop, she's landed. It tells me that she's landed. My uh, The app from Delta doesn't do that. Flighty actually has information before that. It makes travel a little less crazy because all the data is in your hand. Right, you see. Oh, my plane is here. Oh, my plane just left Minneapolis. My, it's really cool. So, flighty, give it a try, everybody. Can I tell you um, <clears throat> another reason that I don't like to fly? Yeah. If I'm on a plane and it's descending, and I can see the ground, and we touch down, mm. and that some bitch takes off again, yeah, I'm going to go nuclear. Why? Because yeah. get this crap can yeah, on, the, on ground the ground and get my rear end into that. that. <laughs> what you have to do is, I, I think one thing that people that are kind of freaked about pl- flying is you look at the flight attendants and you say, is that the world's biggest hero or is that somebody who's a flight attendant? And you think if this was such a precarious job where they thought they were going to die every third flight, I don't think they'd do it anymore. Right? right. I think they'd say, you know what? This seems too dangerous. I'm not going to do well, this. Well, and I have I've heard so many stories both on the show and off the show from Rook mm-hmm. to know that these people are the salt of the earth for yeah, what they yeah. have to deal with. I mean, oh, yeah. I've I've begged Rookie to do an airport 
podcast. Oh, really? But yeah, I get why he doesn't yeah, want I to. I can't really do that. Because you don't want to incriminate mm-hmm. people that are you know using your company, which I completely mm-hmm. respect and understand. But some of the stuff he tells me is just baffling. He'd be great at that job, right? The, just being a... He's a de-escalator. Oh yeah, for right? sure. And that's basically what he does. He's got a nice smile yeah. on his face. You know, what can we do for you? Let me let me cure this but problem think for about, you. Well, oh no, he he said this on the air. He had to remove some rowdy passengers from a flight from here to I believe he said Nashville. Ooh, wow. That's and without not, going yeah. into specifics yeah. of it, I'm thinking and this was I believe a few couples that were traveling together for some I don't know if it was a whatever okay. it was. And one of the females was a little uh, tipsy yeah. and got a little loose with the lips and said, "Hey, it's you got to get off." And the, well, what? It's like, no, we we've asked you a hundred times to be quiet yeah. and you're not listening, so it's let's off go. The, yep. And then of course, oh, we're so sorry. No, it's too late. Too late. You've, too late. You've been, the moment I tell you you got to go, you got to go. Period. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. now. Well, you're not gonna. I'm not. I'm not your problem anymore. Now it's mm. marshals and yeah. law enforcement. That's your problem now. That's not me anymore. So oh. anyway. I would hate to be on a plane where they're dragging somebody off. I've it been just, on one. Have you? Oh. Here's the problem, too, is mm. what that person doesn't realize, the person being removed from the flight is, you don't have a beef with Mr. or Mrs. flight attendant or Mr. and mm. Mrs. rookie that's working for the airport. Everyone on that plane freaking hates you. Yep, so yep. get your ass out of the yeah, seat. Get moving. Boy, I've, I've said that word a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But that's the thing I don't, in most cases, those people are just, they're intoxicated. Yeah. Um, but what, what they don't realize is no one on this plane is rooting for you. Yes. We all want you off this you flight. We want you up and out. Right. I don't know if you've seen the very famous one where the older couple sits next to the guy who has a MAGA hat on. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no. Oh, my. Reavers, this woman who's a prematurely gray haired woman she is how you honest to god you have to look it up she's like how dare you you know he's going to kill us all and she's and he's sitting there deadpan not saying a word and she is looking at him like she would murder him demanding that he move Mm -hmm. and the the people come in from the they're like not only is he not going to move but you're not going to be on this plane and the the husband who is just a beta male says if she promises to be quiet, would it be okay? And he's like, "Nope, get up. Wow. I'm going to his. I'm going to my uh, husband's mother's funeral. Uh, don't you have any compassion?" And like, "Nope, nope get up. Time it is unbelievable, Reavers. You got to watch. You okay. got that would be a great one to put on GL. Next time I'm on a flight, Think I'll pop it. it on. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Reavers. Uh, please do you us are a the favor. best. By the way, I totally screwed that up. Thank you, Reavers. You are the best. Thank you, Michael. Uh, please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would truly appreciate that. His name is Mike Fredoloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, everyone. Cheers.